You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is my interview with the writer and director for The Summit of the Gods, Patrick Ember. Marché. Grimpé. Plus haut. Et après. Bonjour, Abujo. Je suis journaliste, je travaille pour un magazine japonais. Tout ce que je veux, c'est couvrir l'ascension. L'Everest, la face sud-ouest. Solitaire. Pas de communication, pas d'intervention. Pour quelle raison aller toujours plus haut Être le premier. Une fois qu'on y a goûté, on ne peut plus s'en passer. Il n'y a plus que ça qui compte. un sens à leur vie. Grimper, c'est la seule manière que j'ai de me sentir vivant. Pour certains, la montagne n'est pas un but, mais un chemin. Une fois là-haut, il n'y a plus qu'à continuer. All right. So everyone, I am being joined right now by the writer and director of the new animated film, The Summit of the Gods, Patrick Amber. Patrick, how are you doing today? I'm okay, Matt. It's cool. <laughs> good, good. So your film premieres at the Cannes Film Festival, and it gets acquired by Netflix. It's going to be seen by millions of people on their platform. Can you talk about the journey that has led you to this moment in terms of what you originally intended for it as far as it being seen and the way it's being distributed right now? Well, uh, first, distribution is uh, another side of the work that mm -hmm. uh, I am not really closed uh, to, and it happens uh, late in the production. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, when I start the, the movies, I let's say I already talk about the audience and what I would like the audience uh, uh, would uh, see and, and would feel as emotions. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I tried to, uh, to build the story and, and to, to keep what I thought it was uh, universal in the story. I mean, more than climbing a mountain and, and, and more than do competition or whatever. Mm -hmm. And in my point of view, it would be more universal to talk about Uh, why we do the things we do. Mm -hmm. And this is applied to the uh, climbing uh, world. Uh, but uh, I hope it will talk to uh, everybody, not only the, 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 the mountain passionate people or, or not only the, 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 um, the one who like uh, animation movies. I, I hope it will uh, be a larger audience. Yeah, no, totally. I think so too. Um, this is based on a popular uh, manga series that... Uh, has already been widely beloved by a lot of people over the years. And you're adapting this Japanese story uh, in French. Uh, and so I'm curious to know as well, do you see this very much as a universal, global experience for people as the story goes? Yeah, Tell definitely. Mm -hmm. I say, well, it depends on what, what you do with the, with the, uh, with the material. Uh, you, you can do many uh, uh, different movies with, uh, based on this manga. Mm -hmm. uh, but what I try to do, this, it's what I said, uh, I try to make it more, uh, uh, the more universal as possible, not only Japanese, not only French, 
And by the way, it is French because we are French and we work in French. This is the, 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 the work language, but that's all. It is supposed to be dubbed for every audience language. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yes, um, I hope it will be uh, more than uh, Japanese or French or whatever. Yeah, no, totally. I, I think that when we were watching the movie last night, um, the themes of searching for greater purpose beyond what life presents to you is something that anybody in any language can relate to. And that's something I also wanted to ask you is you have a character who was searching for another character going on this journalist assignment or mission, if you will. But then you have uh, the other character of uh, Habu who is in search for something greater than what life is already presenting to him. Just curious to know what level of insights you were able to uncover into the minds of mountain climbers who push themselves towards the brink of death on a daily basis. Well, um, you know, uh, uh, I did not know anything about mountain climbing first. Wow. So yeah. I had to learn a lot to read, to see uh, many movies or whatever about this. And, um, and it appears that uh, I think I could understand uh, maybe the biggest part of their psychology. I mean, mm -hmm. what pushed them to do this? Let me do a parallel with the uh, creative uh, way to do. As I, I draw, I'm a kind of artist, so I, I draw because I like to do this, mm -hmm. and uh, nobody asks me to do so, and uh, I do it because, uh, because that's my life. And uh, I, I felt it was the same for these guys. And later, after the movie was done, I talked with um, many people in the mountain uh, climbing uh, world that say, well, it's quite a good comparison. Uh, <laughs> it works. So uh, this uh, parallel helps me, helps me to, to, uh, to, uh, to understand these guys. Uh, with, uh, well, there is a limit to this parallel because uh, uh, when we draw, when we animate, uh, it's not uh, risky at all. Uh, it doesn't risk to, to, to die. Or maybe we risk to have a, a thumb tendonitis, but that that's all. <laughs> but still, I think it uh, help, It is helpful to to understand them. There was a uh, live action film adaptation of the story released yeah. in 2016. Was the decision to do it in animation an attempt to? Obviously, you're an animator yourself, so that part I understand. But was it also um, an opportunity to be? different than the live action or would you have done an animation no matter what regardless it definitely have to be different from live mm -hmm. action because it is 2d because it is animation and uh, um you know it's a tough job to do animation mm -hmm. so uh the main question and uh, i am often asked uh, this it's why doing this in animation and the only reason is if you make it in animation, you have to use the animation for what it is. And uh, so um, you must not do exactly the same that you will do in a live action movie. And uh, my, my, my um, way to, 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 to um, put the camera is most of times is quite sober and, and will be, uh, it could be done in, in live action, but sure. sometimes I, 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 I uh, choose to uh, go away from the camera reality. And this, you cannot do this in in, in, uh, in live action movie. And if it's well uh, balanced, if you choose the right moment, then uh, I think it, it, it can bring so, some more uh, uh, stuff uh, 
je, ça apporte quelque chose, quoi. Euh, yeah, it, it, it brings something completely different and, and you know, a um, little more, basically. Yeah, I like the sober kind of uh, uh, um, direction. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I throw away many ideas of what I call animation trickery. Mm -hmm. Because uh, as I, uh, I work in animation and we all, uh, all of my team, uh, we, we like to make the things moving or we like to do animation trickery. Right. Uh, but uh, I'm not animator anymore. Here I am director. I have to think uh, about the, the entire uh, movie. Uh, most of times I decide to throw away this trickery and to keep it only for the moment. I thought it was uh, really uh, helpful and it, it was serving the, 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 the propos. Uh, yeah, the story. The story. Mm -hmm. I, I completely agree because the less is more approach of this made those moments stand out to me uh, pretty greatly. Um, I think a lot about um, towards the end of the film when they're climbing the south side sure. of the wall and he starts to have the uh, the headaches at I the did, high yeah. altitude and it starts messing with his uh, perception of the environment. Mm -hmm. A large reason that that scene is also so super effectful is the soundscape that you uh, build in this movie. It's really incredible and I think it's very underrated how much work goes into animation sound design because everything has to be created from scratch. There is no... Yeah capturing anything on set because you're not shooting on a set so can you <laughs> exactly. talk a bit about creating like this yes. really um, environment the movie is thug at the very beginning uh with this idea of sound mm -hmm. because um uh, at the time the characters start to climb they do efforts and they don't talk anymore right. so this is the time where you you, you can uh, let the mountain speak and express you see So, uh, uh, and you do it with sound design and music. So mm -hmm. with, with all the sound. It is part of the subject that uh, 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 to, to show the, 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 the snow, the wind, the steps in the snow, the glaciers. Glacier. The glacier <laughs> cracking <laughs> and all of this. For me, it is part of the narrative. Uh, for example, I use uh, many times the, the crackings Mm -hmm. before there is an avalanche so in order that the the audience know that okay crack cracking means maybe there is danger so uh i built this little by little aussi bien par l'image que par le son as much through the image than through the mm -hmm. sound and then uh, regarding the the sound design in itself the the the, the team uh, uh was really happy to work on this movie because they don't have that much the the, the occasion uh, to work on this kind of action scenes or nature scenes so uh they really put a lot of themselves uh, they were really involved to create all these sounds uh, uh concretement comment dit? concretely concretely it is made mostly with banks mm -hmm. sound banks But there is not only one sound uh, that you can put, uh, let's say, uh, a wind sound or a crack sound. Uh, it's not working this way. Right. They have to add many, many, many sound layers to create one. And, and sometimes the, the, the basic sound is something totally different. Uh, and, but it creates the illusion of uh, the right sound. This is amazing. And there is also a, a very creative uh, part during the mix Uh, step uh, that allows you to to create the space once you have the sound in itself uh, you can uh, uh, place it uh, maybe uh, far or close to the character or, or you can uh, um, put some basses 
or whatever you want. And this also um, goes with the, the narrative uh, um, goal. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Uh, and then another, obviously, key component to that in capturing the majestic, awe-inspiring quality of the landscape and what these uh, people are accomplishing is the score. Um, and the music here uh, by Amin uh, Bukhafa is really fantastic in this. Um, can you talk a little bit about the direction that you wanted the score to go into and what emotions you wanted to draw out of the viewer? Yeah, I, I always thought that the, the music in this movie uh, should be on two legs. Uh, mm -hmm. One is the Hollywood kind uh, music that uh, goes with the emotion. If it's sad, the music have to feel sad or whatever. But the other leg is uh, giving um, the personality to the mountain. Yeah, it's to give a personality to the mountain because Got it's it. a character. And and make us feel that we are in a, a an other world, maybe kind of lunar uh, world. Uh, um, and and. and it, it, it's supposed to be a contrast between uh, what is the civilization and what is nature. And for the nature, I wanted something weird of particular, uh, you see. <laughs> I mean, Buhafa, he, he didn't um, uh, show me any melody at first. He, he worked on um, kind of toolbox. He creates sounds, uh, different types of sounds, and asked me if I was uh, uh, okay with this or not. And then later he created the, the melody. And it was a, a very important part of the narrative because yeah. uh, it helps a lot to, to uh, define the meaning of the scenes. And most of times uh, I, I knew what to say to him uh, about the meaning, but sometimes it appears that I did not know myself uh, what exactly I wanted to show with the scene. And he helps, helps me to, 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 um, to clarify this. However, some music is, uh, is um, not that much in terms of uh, uh, work days, uh, not as much as the image, but yeah. uh, at the, the final result, it is both image and music. Music is, is and sound are really important. Uh, I'm always uh, fascinated by how long it takes uh, animated films to come to fruition from the first time that you started writing mm. until you locked the film in. What was that time frame? 
It is definitely too long. <laughs> it is um, production in itself uh, takes two years and a half, which is almost always the same for uh, uh, all animation movies. And uh, but this, it doesn't include the the writing process, which mm -hmm. can takes many years. But same for animation or, or live action movies. So it took many years uh, um, to write this. And uh, also, uh, in parallel of this, there is the um, financial uh, side of the montage financier. Yeah, there's a, yeah, I mean, like the editing as well, and no, financially. No, editing, c'est pas le bon, editing, c'est le montage. Oui, oui. Uh, alors, mais tu veux le, dire oui, le, mais le montage financier, tout aussi. Yes, like, well, you have to raise funds and money yeah. and finance. Right. And as animation is expensive, uh, it can be longer. Uh, so uh, this is, let's call pre-production time. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned earlier how you watched a lot of video and I'm sure interviewed a lot of people about mountain climbing. Did you yourself uh, attempt to climb at any point? No, never. It's uh, <laughs> No, no, no. And I think I will never do this. It is uh, <laughs> definitely too dangerous, too cold uh, to... Uh, no, no. I just... What I do is I just walk <laughs> and I do kind of trekking, but mm -hmm. uh, quiet trekking. Sure. <laughs> That's all. He goes no, hiking. He hikes, he hikes in the mountains in the summer. Well, that's very lovely, and that must be a lot of, a lot of fun. <laughs> that's enough for me. Sure, absolutely. I, I would feel the same way as well. I, I don't know, and I can't even begin to imagine what the mentality must be uh, for someone to do uh, what these characters uh, do in this. And, um, you know, that's something that I am always fascinated by. I, I also got this feeling when I watched uh, the documentary Free Solo a few years ago, there was a respect and an admiration that I had for the fact that these people were pushing themselves uh, to the limit of what humans can accomplish. At the same time, there is such a danger and a recklessness about it because even when they accomplish their goal, they're trying to upend it somehow and they keep they pushing stopped. and pushing. Right. So it, it almost feels like they have um, almost a death sentence, if you will, in some form or another. And there seems to be almost like um, a mixture of both cathartic fulfillment and sadness uh, seeped into it. And so I'm just curious to know from your own standpoint in the people that you interviewed and what you've learned about this subject, what is the ultimate takeaway that you've had in understanding this world? As I did not know that much about this world, uh, I discovered little by little. Mm -hmm. And... What you say, uh, what you said, uh, I, I discovered it. I mean, the the, um, the fact that it's never enough. Right. And I saw it was really um, interesting for the drama. Yeah. Because uh, I do a drama, a movie yeah. is a drama. So uh, it's um, definitely, uh, it, it was for me definitely important to to, to, to build the, the, the drama around this question about uh going always further, higher, faster, whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is uh, kind of crazy, but I try it to say, uh, okay, this is part of the climbing world, but this is not, main, main important is maybe not this. And th this is the, the path of, uh, this Habu path. Mm -hmm. he, he first is in this, uh, uh, il est dans la... Um, dans la mentalité habituelle du grimpeur, 
Yeah, it's like in the regular, you know, path mentality of a climber that has to do with competition. And that includes, yes, that competitions and, and, uh, and uh, uh, glory or whatever. Little by little, as he, he grew up, he understood that all of these are not that important. And at mm -hmm. the end, he climbed only for himself. Yeah. But but this uh, this is only my point of view. I don't know if uh, it's really like this in the reality. But I I I thought it was uh, interesting in the drama. So we've talked a lot about the work that you put into this, the time it took, and now in talking about the mentality to push oneself beyond where they've gone before, and always having this one-upmanship, if you will. Do you feel that that's a philosophy you want to apply to your work, where you want to try and tackle a bigger project or push yourself? mentally creatively like are you also taking that mentality with you in the work that you produce as a film director yes uh, th that's why I, I, I thought i could understand these guys because i i do the things this way but mm -hmm. let me say it's not a question about uh higher or better or, or whatever because in the art uh, approach better doesn't mean really uh nothing you you, you have to uh, um, to go further on your own way. This is what mm -hmm. I think. See what I mean? Of course, there is a technical side. You you always uh, can improve uh, in terms of drawing, in terms of many things. But I want to go further in my way. That doesn't mean uh, better than the other ones or, or whatever. You see mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. It's not about bigger is better. It's yeah. more about just your personal fulfillment, your own. Yeah, path. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh -huh. Totally. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time today to chat with me about this movie. Um, it's a really awe inspiring and inspirational mm -hmm. film in so many ways. And uh, I'm really, really excited for everyone to catch it on Netflix. Thank you so much. All righty. Well, you have a great rest of your day. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Matt. Bye bye. Take care. All right. Take care. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to my interview with the writer and director for the animated film The Summit of the Gods here on the Next Best Picture podcast. The Summit of the Gods is currently streaming on Netflix. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? 
and was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.